Today we have a conversation with Blake Fitzpatrick, who is the owner of Sunshine Movers. Blake is a very talented entrepreneur who has been providing excellent service to our realtors with their moves. He actually even recently purchased a house with one of our realtors, Michelle Tanner, which is fantastic. But in this conversation, we go into some very deep and universal entrepreneurial lessons that I think benefit anybody who's trying to grow their business and figure out how to be more successful. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy this conversation with my friend, Blake Fitzpatrick. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Blake. I'm really excited to have this conversation. Thanks for having me. Well, you've got an amazing success story with Sunshine Movers, and we're definitely going to get into that, but I think it's really great how we came to know each other. You were first a customer of Preferred Shore, so, uh, so you've moved recently, my man. <laughs> Absolutely. We just bought a house thanks to uh, Michelle Tanner, who made it extremely easy. Aww. Like I was saying, I didn't even feel like I was buying a house until I had to go to the bank and actually wire the money. That was when I felt it. She just made it so easy. Like even when it came to looking at houses for the whole transaction process, what to expect, all the little details that I would never think of, which is kind of funny because those are those little details in the moving industry are the things that I pick up and hand to my clients that they say, wow, I never thought of this. Right. Of course. Same thing with the move with yeah. her, with Michelle. Oh, that's great. Well, I love to hear that. And, and we just absolutely love Michelle. So that's super cool. Glad Michelle's awesome. not surprised to, to to hear you had a great experience and then I know you've been working with a lot of our realtors you know where they recommend your moving services for our customers and so you know maybe before we get into to all of that you know maybe just tell us about you know where where you're from and your family and you know things Absolutely. like that well I am one of the few uh, I was born right here uh, nice. I'm Sarasota Bradenton I grew up here my entire life we, we ventured away when I was younger my elementary school came back couple years later lived here my whole life um, I, I have a wife Ashley um, I have three kids Colton Truce and Amelia my youngest is my daughter um, we're all all of them when they say family owned and operated my yeah. kids like eat, <laughs> sleep and breathe sunshine movers oh that's great they're bringing card I don't even know about this they'll just bring cards to their school and give them out to teachers oh. we moved one of their teachers nice <laughs> um, yeah they love it they represent the company to the fullest uh, but yeah they're awesome we also we, we try to use the company to kind of teach them fundamentals, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. um, like when the hurricane came, uh, we went and did some donations. We brought some stuff down south. They came with us uh, and they got to experience what it's like to give. And they got to see, you know, things like disasters and things like that. Right. Right. Um, I love that. And they, they have a lot of questions, you know, kids have a lot of questions, like, especially when it was buying the house, like, what's the difference? We live in this house. We don't own it. No, mm -hmm. we're buying this house. So then they're learning about the finances and stuff. And I tell them about things at work and, um, taking care of people and things like that. So it's, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's amazing. I love to hear that. And it's important to, um, you know, to share those entrepreneurial lessons to the next generation. I try to do what I can as well. I love to hear that you're involving the family. That's great. Every chance I get, <laughs> I just look forward to when they're old enough to when they can actually start pulling their own weight, whether they be a salesperson, whatever they want to do. I just yeah. hope that they want to do it, but yeah, yeah. It's tough comes. to force those things, you know, no, just kinda... just, I'm just planting seeds as we go along. 
along and hopefully they're picking them up because one day there you go yeah that, that would be cool well um you know and and i guess that would be a great segue so i mean tell us about uh, some of your entrepreneurial experiences in the past and how long has sunshine movers been in business yeah uh, i started sunshine movers uh nine years ago mm-hmm. a lot of people think it's like a franchise it's not i started it from scratch um it just it was it was a random i was actually doing uh drywall i'll tell you a quick the quick yeah, version of yeah. the story we um, can we have plenty of time we can do the long version nice. <laughs> so i used to do construction um specifically mostly drywall finishing um odds and ends since i was like 16 years old and uh, i believe i was 24 years old 25 years old when i started the company so right around that time at 24 25 uh, my best friend at the time he has his own like a handyman odds and ends things like that and uh he called me up he says hey i need some help with some he had some drywall job or something and went and helped him out and somehow we ended up working together continuously we'd already been friends but we worked together Mm -hmm. for like the next i want to say six months and um I was bringing my own drywall jobs to the table and uh, I was getting a percentage of them. Mm-hmm. So a little light bulb went off. I said, hey, if I can keep getting more drywall jobs, I can keep making more money. There you go. And I was doing that and I was mm-hmm. finding ways to get those jobs marketing. Mm-hmm. And uh, a little light bulb went off and said, hey, you know, you just need to start your own company. So that's what I was getting ready to do. About a month into this whole brainstorming thing, uh, I'm with Matt one day and his friend, Mark, uh, calls him up. This guy, Mark, has a moving truck and pads and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's a really small company. Um, but apparently his guys didn't show up that day. So he calls my buddy who I'm with, says, hey, I need some help. Can you help me? Mm. So Matt looks at me. He's like, hey, do you want to go move furniture? <laughs> what? <laughs> move furniture? I was like, all right, let's go. Mm-hmm. So we went out there. We finished the job with Mark. And uh, he says, you know, those same guys that were supposed to work with me today, I, I was looking forward to having them on this day and that day. I said, I'll do it. So I, I came out there and I worked with him a couple more days and uh, I enjoyed it. I, I really love, so when you're moving this and, and movers will say the same thing. You have a different customer every day, a different mm-hmm. situation. Let's say you have a bad day. It's not going to be the same tomorrow. Right. Versus drywall mm-hmm. versus construction. You're in the same house, same building, just staring at walls, same problems. You go home, you come right back. Mm-hmm. So I was really, I was really enjoying the moving side of it. Now, I also was working with Mark a little bit after this, and I'd see him take calls, and people would say, hey, are you busy on this day? He's like, no, I'm sorry, I'm booked. And that's it. Didn't, yeah, try yeah. To, didn't try to negotiate dates, didn't do anything. I'm like, Mark, <laughs> got this idea, man. And I went and I told him, I was like, I'll buy a truck, mm-hmm. and we'll do this together. And if I have a job, I'll, you'll come with me, and if you have a job, I'll go with you. And mm-hmm. we did that for about two months. And I love Mark. I got nothing against him. Sure. Um, I actually just saw him uh, a couple of weeks ago, a couple of days ago, actually. Um, but I, there's something, when I have a customer and it's my customer, I take pride in how that job is going. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I did early on is I would watch the customer. I'd watch them uh, if they made facial expressions, if they were looking at something that I was doing and they maybe had a question, but they didn't want to say anything. I would stop and maybe explain myself. Mm-hmm. Well, with Mark... He, he didn't have that. So I, I had, had at times were saying, hey, Mark, you know, let's do this. Let's do that. Don't sure, do yeah, this. Yeah. And that was the young guy telling the old guy, we happily split away. And that's how I kind of started the company. I bought a truck. I was like, you know what? Let's do this thing. And then it turned into a full-blown company. Mm-hmm. And uh, I never intended on having what we have now, which I just ordered my 10th truck. It'll be here in August. I never intended that. It was just going to be, you know, 
one truck, me working <laughs> with some guys, you know, mm -hmm. making your own wages, that kind of thing. And it just, it exploded. I, I remember when we bought our second truck, it was just like, is this really happening? And then their third one and our fourth one and our fifth one. <laughs> it's just amazing. Um, I, I, I'll tell you, the, the biggest thing I think that contributed to where we are now is uh, taking care of people. It's not about, yeah. it's not about chasing money. You chase to you chase the act of taking care of people, and money will follow. Right. All the other stuff will follow. Yes, you've got to have your mind right, and you got to make sure you're making smart decisions financially and all that stuff. But number one, deep down, you got to take care of people, and that's yeah. not just the customers. Mm -hmm. That's that's the employees too. Of course. Um, that is one of our biggest things. That's kind of like the unwritten motto of mine. Mm -hmm. We take care of our crew so that they take care of the customers. We cook them right. breakfast. We do all these things. And we make sure that they know that we appreciate them. That's awesome. And that's how the customers get the result that they get. Sure. Um, and I, I'm proud of it. I'm proud to know that my guys are happy to come to work here. Yeah, well, um, as you should be, for sure. And these entrepreneurial lessons, which is really kind of the meat of this conversation that our audience always appreciates, because these, these are universal lessons that are applicable to many industries, if not you know, mo most all entrepreneurial. I will give you one thing for this, one little nugget. <laughs> Great. Yeah. So the cool thing about when you take care of your employees, they, they feel it, they appreciate it. Mm -hmm. But then you need to find a way to publish it. Um, cause it, it, yeah, it's not, you're not doing it to get published, right. but think about what you're doing. So if I cook breakfast for my guys, or I take them to a Buccaneers game, lightning mm -hmm. game, all these things, um, and I record this, it's going to make it easier now for hiring. Cause now I can use that for, uh, when I'm trying to hire, I have my mm -hmm. video that'll play and say, okay, this is what we do for our guys. They see this and that's real. Okay. Sure. Plus people like watching stuff versus reading stuff. So mm -hmm. there's a win. But another thing I learned is marketing, just flat out showing people what we do for our guys. People love it. I've had people yeah. call us up and say, I saw what you did for your guys. I see you guys doing these outings. This is the moving company that I want to refer to my clients. That's awesome. It's a double, it's a triple win. You've got right. your marketing, you've got your recruiting and you've got your employee retention yeah and it's locked in right and it does it cost a couple of bucks it's hard for us because we stay so busy so just it's not the dollars it's the reserving a day off for mm -hmm. everybody and mm -hmm. that's what's tough we're trying to do one right now we're going to go to the uh the the golf the golf place over here uh, about the utc mall because okay. i'm looking at how amazing those pictures will be oh, if you yeah, haven't yeah. been there you can go upstairs and you the, can see uh, the green the pop, the pop stroke yes yeah, yes yeah. Mm -hmm. so the where they do the the catering or the events at right. is you yeah. upstairs that's a good and i was looking at it, I'm like, this would be a great picture. All my guys with all the, you know, the, the sure. same uniform shirts yeah. with, the, with the putting greed in the background. Amazing picture. So that's our next one we're going to do. That is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure that'll work out and that that's great. So I'd love to dive into that more and I couldn't, um, couldn't agree more that it, I'm sure that other moving companies do some of the same things that you do. Not all of them, but, but it is in terms of marketing, the person who talks about it more publicly is, is the one that's getting the credit or the recognition because that's what I'm what I'm seeing in our industry as, as real estate professionals. You know, for the most part, realtors do very similar things. Of course, everybody has their own little nuances and unique ways they can add value. But but by and large, in terms of the process, most realtors are, are, are kind of conducting a very similar service. But some realtors are better at talking about it than other people or letting it be publicly known, which is, you know, personal branding, marketing, things like that. So I'd, I'd love to dive a little 
little deeper into that. You know, it sounds like you're doing a nice job um, is, with digital media and video. Did I hear there that you're kind of documenting some of these events and things with with photos, videos, the breakfasts, things like that? Yeah, or? I've done um, a lot of it on my own. I, I got really comfortable doing selfie mode and just talking and people people like it. You don't yeah, have to very be authentic. Perfect. You right. don't have to be perfect. You don't have to have straight teeth and all these other things. <laughs> and people, it's, it's more authentic when there's something wrong. There's a pimple on the face, whatever. So just get comfortable <laughs> and have at it. Um, but I also work with a video uh, videographer here in town, um, Max Shoe Productions, amazing people to work with. Cool. Um, and we have what I've put together. And then whenever I want something that I'm going to use, like on the website or something like that, mm -hmm. um, I'll have them come out and they do a great job and they'll capture what I'm trying to capture in my little videos, but make it very professional. A little looking. more polished. Maybe. So, they're, they're, so <laughs> yeah. they're actually going to be coming out when I do the golf event. That's what we're waiting on. Um, so they're going to get all that footage there. We're going to mm -hmm. start it off with breakfast in the morning. Same thing that I do, but I record it. I'm going to have them record it and make it look really, you know. Right, right. Yeah. So, you know, the, you kind of mentioned like maybe if you think of it as like a a, a tripod, which is your, you know, you've got your marketing for customers, your employee retention and satisfaction, and um, and I guess just the, and, and the service, you know, the service that people are are receiving from you. That was kind of the three, if I'm not mistaken, and and they're not mutually exclusive. They all kind of, you know, re rely on each other. They do rely on each <laughs> other. Every single bit of it. We can't take care of the customers if we don't have the right guys, mm -hmm. and uh, it goes all in full circle. Um, so it is kind of like a chicken versus the egg type of a predicament, though. I mean, um, it's philosophical to try to pick one of them out. But I mean, is there one that you would say you more heavily weight than another? Um, taking care of the, the employees. Yeah. Um, that's I'm not surprised to hear that, actually. That is, and that's the least obvious one to people who haven't maybe ran a company with employees before. Yeah, that's that's number one. I recognized. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm younger. There's a lot of people that have been in business for a very long time that apparently once upon a time, it was really easy to find employees. I haven't really experienced that. This is what I know. I know hard to find employees. Yes. That's all I've ever known. And that's what I've adapted to. Um, but I recognized, I think it was about three years ago, um, that that was where our bottleneck was, mm -hmm. was we've got the work. We just don't have the guys. Mm -hmm. Right. And um, that's when I really started amping it up and, and saying, hey, I need to publish this. People need to see this. Yeah. You know, the way I, I always give the same analogy. If somebody was going to work, somebody was applying for a job, call it a Windows they do windows. I always use the same analogy. You have PGT. It's like everybody knows who they are. Mm -hmm. Big company. Um, I don't know a whole lot about them, but I would imagine they mm -hmm. have good benefits and all this other stuff. And then there's another company. Let's call it Bob's Windows and Doors. Nothing against Bob, by the way. <laughs> Bob's Windows and Doors. Now, let's say I got an opportunity to do an interview with each of these tomorrow. Something comes up. I can only do one of them. Where am I going? PGT. PGT all day. Mm -hmm. I need to be PGT. We are PGT, but we need to make sure that they know before they even have the opportunity to come in the doors who they're going to speak with. Right. And this even, even when they do come in the doors. So we do our videos and we get them in the doors uh, to do the interview. It's still the next hurdle is to even get them in front, get them to come to their first day of work. Yeah. And you're going to hear this from from so many business owners. Is it's, it's I hear it all the time, is that it's one thing to get them in for the interview, and then sometimes they don't even show up for their first day of work. Mm -hmm. It's just, and it might be a little bit of anxiety. It might be a new situation. It might be just because something came up, and they're not really even that committed to that company. Um, but I've learned the importance of proving who you are to these people before they even walk in the door. And then when they do walk in the door, we have a thing, a list of. Things 
things that we make sure that we that they understand what things that we do for our guys that other companies don't nice because mm-hmm. we got to get them through that next hurdle once they start working with the guys they know because mm-hmm. we have great guys and that's a hard thing to find right and so when they do start working with them and they see where they are at and how good it is then they're good that's all i need yeah. to get, i need to get them in for the interview and i need to get them in front of and on their first day of work from there it's it's on it's right good. but it's hard yeah that is the trickiest thing of operating a lot of businesses especially depending on the industry and i don't know much about your industry I, I am friendly with some restaurant proprietors that you know really struggled especially during the covid lockdowns and things where you know that that was a really tricky industry to staff and there was a lot of you know restaurants their their tables were half empty not because they didn't have customers but because they didn't have enough servers Employees. for their capacity so did you kind of did your business kind of grow up until covid and then kind of shrink a little bit or, or was it just kind of like a natural progression or how well, did that impact you i, I know that there's others that say the same when COVID came, we exploded. Yeah. We got so busy. Florida, everybody wanted to come to Florida. Yeah. And then you had everybody moving around. Um, you had houses that, uh, rentals that were now being sold out from under people that, you know, their lease was coming up. They thought they mm-hmm. were going to renew it. And the house sold because mm-hmm. some out-of-state buyer with cash. And um, a lot of people moving. Yeah. All types of different reasons, but everybody was moving. And now what I, I, I believe we're experiencing... All these people that came down, because I talk to people all the time and they're moving. So I, I get a feel for what they do and how they do it. Mm-hmm. They come down, they rent, then they buy a year later. Or they buy, they don't like it, it wasn't what they expected, so they right. want to change neighborhoods. Right. Whichever the case is, all these people that came down here, there's still going to be a lot of movement. Right. It's like throwing a rock in the water. You mm-hmm. know, there's that ripple. It takes a minute for it to stop. And I think mm-hmm. it's that, that ripple is going to be happening over the next five years. Oh, yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. And, and we see it on our side of the equation, too. It's always interesting to me. A lot of times people buy a new home to kind of hit the easy button, and they're just coming here quick, and they walk into sales center and make a purchase. But then after they establish themselves, they're like, oh, I'm kind of looking around, and it might only be a year later. But like, I, I kind of think I like the amenities in this community a little better, or I want to be a little closer to this, you know, to my kid's school or job or whatever the case may be. So see, all uh, the people time. move around pretty frequently here. And which, what I'm starting to see too, because I, I, I always want to know why are you leaving the state? So you got people mm-hmm. that move in and then they move out. A lot of people, um, it's not what they expected, mm-hmm. or they get homesick. Um, a lot of people come down here and they have family from wherever they came back. And they want to go back to their um, sometimes investments, whichever, however. Um, but there's a lot of different reasons that people are, are moving back out of here. Absolutely. I'm not seeing them. Fl- they're not, it's not a floodgate. It is not. People, yeah. I don't see people running out of here. But yeah. the few here and there, it's just interesting to find out why. It, it definitely is. I mean, Florida is a lifestyle that's a bit unique. And, you, you know, you, for the most part, love it. But uh, for some people, it's not their cup of tea. And yeah. that's why I there's choices. Yeah. Born here, <laughs> raised here. Yeah. And now I have a company here. So I don't know if I'm going to be able to get out. And no, <laughs> I'm, I was born in Florida as well Florida. on the East Coast. So I'm, I'm with you. And I'm, I'm not going anywhere. Love it I here. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Except for the rain. You know, it's tough for us because um, our season is summertime yeah. in Florida. And summertime a, is rainy season. That's a, a, a juggling act. Water sure. does not go well with, uh, with, with moving your furniture. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. So um, in terms of the service you provide, is it mostly in-state or do you do national moves as well? So right now we'd only do, right now at this moment, we're only doing in-state because mm-hmm. we are so busy. We, mm-hmm. and we, we do, we are restricted by how many guys we have. We don't hire random guys. Yeah. We don't. And, and um, right now with the amount of guys that we have, it, it's just too hard to leave the state. Mm-hmm. Uh, we should be going back out of state by the end of summer, I would hope. Um, but yeah, mostly uh, everything here in Florida. 
Um, our, our service area is technically the whole state of Florida, but mm -hmm. um, if somebody was moving to Sarasota or from Sarasota to any other part of Florida, that's a great move for us. Yeah, perfect. Um, 80%, 90% of our moves are right here within town, Sarasota to Bradenton, Palmetto, um, Clearwater, you know, the, mm -hmm. you know this little area here, but uh, we, we get out quite a bit. Nice. Is there an easy way without looking at graphics and things to share kind of like the pricing structure, how, how you go about pricing a move? Or? So moves fluctuate. Um, the packing portion of a move, that's what really fluctuates. Mm -hmm. um, for example, it is kind of easy to give somebody a ballpark of over the phone just going off a description of the moving portion. Mm -hmm. When it comes to packing, it, it's so, it varies quite a bit, yeah. quite a bit. Um, but just to give you a, a, a ballpark, a three bedroom home with one living room, um, patio furniture, just to move is typically, it could be anywhere on the low end of a thousand, mm -hmm. the high end of 2,500. Mm -hmm. And if you're talking about like high end furniture, things that require more time, um, you might be looking at closer to 3,000. Mm -hmm. And that's ground to ground. Sure. Mm -hmm. um, higher end homes, higher end furniture, um, things like that. It, it involves a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And we protect everything. But obviously, if I've got a table that's $50,000 compared to a table that's $50, yeah. we're going to spend more time on the, you know, of course. doing mm -hmm. extra layers of protection and things like that. Mm -hmm. But in a nutshell, anywhere from 1,000 to 2,000 is usually a range for a three bedroom home. Got it. And then how extensive does your packing uh, options get as little or as much as people need we'll pack up the entire home or we'll just pack up the hard to pack items yeah um, so theoretically if someone were to call and just want to walk away and give you the keys and be like hey make this go we there we actually just and did that on bird key is, is that right we uh, just excellent. did that on bird key we had a pretty big project that's another video that's coming out cool um they literally gave us the keys we had mm -hmm. 30 days 30 mm -hmm. days it was a 6,500 square foot home mm -hmm. right on the edge of bird key beautiful house i almost I almost slept there. I was like, you know what? I've got the keys to the house, but no. But uh, we ended up spending what seven days in that house, packing everything, furniture, the the artwork. Um, yeah, I mean, if somebody wants to give us the keys, we'd love that. Yeah, cool. absolutely. Sounds good. That sounds like a great opportunity. Usually, people are restricted. You know, they've got uh, a time frame. I know what. For example, when I just moved, mm -hmm. uh, the more I packed, the less I had up until the move day. Yes. You know, I realized, mm -hmm. oh, I already packed it. I need that, though. Oh. <laughs> but mm -hmm. Usually people want to pack up the day before the move, which we do. That's usually how it works. We come in the day before to pack and then the following day to move. Sure. If, it, if it's a, a big, extensive move, lots of stairs, a lot of distance, sometimes what we'll do is pack one day, mm -hmm. load the next day, and then unload the following day. I see. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of different ways to break moves down. And there's two ways to look at it. And this is something that I'm trying to find the best way to explain to clients. Mm -hmm. um, so you can either go on the budget side or you can go on the convenience side. Right. And sometimes people need the convenience, people with busy lives. And mm -hmm. there are ways uh, you almost have to say, well, how much am I really going to get done before the move? Sure. And if you want to kind of plan for worst case scenario, just put an extra guy on it. If mm -hmm. it's a two man move or it's a three man move, just add another guy. It might yeah. cost a couple more bucks, but you're going to get organizing. You're going to have a lot more. I mean, imagine the guys having a very stretched out uh, eight hour day where they're 
going hard right. to make it in eight hours. Or you got three guys that could easily do the move in five hours. They're going to exactly. have more time to give the customer service. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm trying to find the, the right way to not to sell this, but to explain it to somebody so that they don't take it as I'm just trying to upsell because that's not the point. Yeah, no. I, I mean, I, I think if you approach that conversation sensibly, most people wouldn't get, get that sense. I mean, from the, a competitive perspective, you never really want to be in a race to the bottom. That's a race that's not worth winning. But most customers, I mean, um, especially like the bird key move that you mentioned, I mean, that I'm sure was a affluent um, customer that was, was yeah. hiring you. So that said, I mean, most affluent people, they want to pay a premium for, you know, in, in all aspects of their lives, they probably have concierge doctors. They don't want a cheap doctor. They want the best doctor. They don't want a cheap financial advisor. They want the best one. And so when it comes to moving, you know, similar, similar methodology would apply. So I think that most, most people, I mean, it's just a matter of attracting the right customers exactly. really, when it comes down yeah, to. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, convenience. It's, it's in, when you're moving, there's so much going on. This, I just made a video about this too. Like there's so many things going on and all it takes is one thing to go wrong and it becomes a domino effect. Right. Right. And so like, I, I try to put a lot into making sure that what we do is perfect. And mm -hmm. I've noticed that sometimes those clients will, they'll try to veer towards, well, what, what is this going to cost mm -hmm. when it should be, what can we do to make this as seamless as possible? Yeah, you know, absolutely. Well, I'd like to, um, and, and we will definitely link to your website and things so customers can learn more about, you know, how to place that. orders and Thank pricing you. and all that th sort of thing. I'd like to get back more into the entrepreneurial side of yes. like your, your journey. So, I mean, when, when you mentioned that to you, the, the linchpin or the, the lead domino, um, since we were just talking about dominoes, that was more important than anything else was taking good care of, of your staff, your employees, which, which really translates to me, what I'm hearing is, is good leadership on, on your part. And so I'm just curious if you've studied leadership or if this just came natural to you or if there's any inspirations that you, know, it's you could funny. care to share. This is now the third time I've heard something about leadership to me about my guys in like the last two weeks. Interesting. And I, have, <laughs> I have never really looked at myself as a leader um, but it's starting to dawn on me because the first person that mentioned this I started to think about it I didn't mm -hmm. say nothing I just took it with me and thought about it how many how many employees are you up to now um, about 30 well I mean you're yeah. you're a leader <laughs> but I realize now that who I am to them they there is a, a bit of looking up to me of course um, so I now know that my words, they carry a lot of weight. Mm -hmm. So I've noticed since I've heard this thing about being a leader and I thought about this, I choose my words wisely with the guys. And I say things, I, I, I give them inspiration. Awesome. I say what I can say, because um, I know it's not just random words from a random person. Mm -hmm. you know? And I've noticed um, from those few conversations, it's like they light up a little bit. I've got one employee that's about to have a, a, his daughter, his first daughter. He's got a son. And I just sat and, you know, and it is hard as a business owner to take time and sit with your guys. You know, you're dealing with so many things. But I took time. I sat with him. I was talking to him about his daughter and I was getting excited with him and stuff. And, and then next thing I know, we started talking about like life stuff, real life stuff. Mm -hmm. And I, I was realizing that he was almost 
uh, he was looking for advice a little bit, and I, I was like, "Wow, this is like this is amazing right here." I, mm. I never saw myself as the person <laughs> that would be giving somebody advice or my words to carry this much weight. And here we are, mm-hmm. and I took advantage of it. I, I, I made sure that I said everything I could say to lift him up, and because I have my kids are older than his, and I, I had some advice to give, and mm-hmm. um, and I think it did really well. That's and awesome. It's just to recognize as a business owner that you do carry your words carry weight, whether they're good or bad. Right. Um, it's important, you know. Yeah. I, I, I love the idea of being a leader. That's amazing. Well, that's you are a leader, whether uh, <laughs> whether it's just dawning on you more recently or not. But um, but with good leadership, you can continue to really build your business. But um, I, I wouldn't encourage anybody to really become a student of leadership. And, and also, I think what's great is that it's natural to you to do it in an inspirational type of a, a way where, where you're sharing your enthusiasm and trying to lift people up. Because, I mean, not not every leader is, is that way. There are a lot of fear-based leaders as well that you know they're they're trying to crack the whip and instill fear in people to perform more and uh, and I, I in my experience I haven't seen that work out well in the long term and, and I share your type of leadership style where I just try to encourage people to be their best do their best I mean I, I think that you, you know the something to consider maybe is to help like paint a, a vision a, a picture of, of a vision for people that you know they may not really see what's possible in their life right now but if you can kind of like help them see a, a vision of something a little bit greater in the future with some hard work and dedication to your organization, then uh, that, that to me is good leadership. Is, that, you know, that is absolutely true. I, th- I don't remember where I read it, but about two years ago, year ago, um, I, I read something about how they need to have, they need to have a piece of the vision to know what they're working towards. Right, right. And I think it was a book, an audible book is what it was. And I started at our meetings that were at once the meetings were about like how not to do this or to do that or what to expect here. Mm-hmm. Now I was telling them, this is what we're doing. This is a truck that's on order. This is what we're hoping for. Eventually one day we want to have this. This is our short term goals. This is what we've accomplished in the last 60 days or the last six months or whichever. And and I gave them a piece of that. And it was, mm-hmm. I remember seeing their reaction to this and I, it wasn't something I was expecting. Like they were genuinely interested in where right. the company was going. Right. Right. And that I'm, it just, you, you, I saw a click. I yeah, saw a click. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, every story is differently. And, um, I mean, an example that's coming in mind, my, my father was um, close friends with a man who owned a, at the time, a relatively small garbage company, but it, it grew over decades. And a lot of the early employees, like some of your guys that are moving furniture, those, those types of, of people in his organization ended up becoming millionaires decades down the road, you know, and so things like that. I mean, it's, it's not terribly unusual and it's really cool to be part of those sorts of situations or even just to observe. But, um, but I think it's amazing what, what you're doing and, and you've got that natural leadership capacity that, uh, evidently is working. Apparently it is. Yeah. I, like I said, I never would have expected to ever be here yeah. sitting here, company where it is, all of it. The other thing I think that would be really nice to touch on, because again, these are just universal entrepreneurial ideas and lessons, but is, is marketing, you know, um, it's, it's, a, you have to take, care of your employees and that is one of the most important things that's what kind of propagates bringing on more customers when your existing customers are having great experiences with your employees of course then that's going to help the business continue to grow but but you also need to be really proactive at, at just gaining new customers and making
making sure that people are aware that you're in business and available to help them move. So I'd be curious how, how you think about moving or, or marketing rather, how you think about marketing your service and some things that have worked or anything um, like that that comes to mind. Yeah, so I have, we, as a moving company, um, it's, there are a lot of companies that market, they will find people that are moving. Um, you can mail them, you, you can get a list of all the houses that are going on, on the market and mail to them. Um, you can buy leads from lead providers and things mm -hmm. like that. I have learned to stay away from all that. Mm -hmm. I have discovered that the absolute best customer that we ever see is the ones who find us, who look us up, do their research and find us for the right reasons. Lead providers, I've again, stayed away from because mm -hmm. I know that when I'm on, some, on the computer searching for something and I'm putting in my information and it, maybe I'm looking for a mechanic, I know that when I'm putting in my information to some lead providing service that I know my information is getting sold to multiple mechanics. I'm right. smart enough not to do that. Mm -hmm. My customers are smart enough not to do that. Uh, so we stay away from all that stuff and we just do a lot of organic. We've put a ton of money, and I mean a lot, into uh, our website and to um, SEO, search engine optimization. Mm -hmm. And I make sure that our images, our, our, our branding, it's all family. It's, I give them, you know, your website is your window into the company. Their right. customers, especially online, finding somebody for the first time, that's all they see. And you mm -hmm. want that window to be as big and wide as possible. And mm -hmm. you want them to see as much as they can. Um, and I, I, re I recognized this a long time ago and I put a lot of time, a lot of effort, the photos that we have, the family shots, the videos that we've done have all branded on our website. And I have just punched, put in a lot of money for the SEO. If I can get them to see this website and see who we are, then mm -hmm. it's done. It's over with. That's mm -hmm. the right customers are going to want to use us. So my marketing has been 100% just building the website and pushing SEO. I don't I don't do too much of um, these out of ordinary you know types of, of marketing. Mm -hmm. um, I don't even do Google Ads. Yeah. Again, I'm smart enough. If I'm searching for something online, I know to go past the Google ads. Right, right. My customers are smart enough to skip the Google ads and go mm -hmm. straight to. Um, a lot of people have success. And they look at the return on investment on this. You know, there's a there's a formula that you use. If you get this, mm -hmm. it's worth it. But um, again, we're limited by how many good employees that we have. Right. So I there for me to max max this out with those type of jobs. We're staying maxed out without having to do any of that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I have done a couple of unorthodox uh, marketing. Uh, my favorite Any, one. <laughs> yeah. Is it anything you care to share? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I'll share it. <laughs> I hit it from, I hit it on a podcast that we, we were doing one on a, uh, about moving companies. It was a moving company to moving company. I didn't mention it. Yeah. Um, but I'll mention it. Cool. So one of my absolute favorite forms of marketing is every time a house goes on the market mm -hmm. and goes under sale, um, they get an email from me. Mm -hmm. um, I have like four or five email addresses, so it's not sending too many out of one. Um, and it's all automated. And a lot of the realtors, they know that it's automated. And I get some really good responses. They know that they're, they're, they're automated, mm -hmm. but I wrote out, even though I was told you shouldn't write out this long email and put all this information, and I did, because I think mm -hmm. if they're gonna at least give it a little bit of thought, they're gonna read you know, what I mm -hmm. put on there. So um, I put everything, how I'm involved in Realtors Association, how we offer um, discounts to Realtors clients on, on their behalf, mm -hmm. to try to make it a package for them. And uh, the amount of responses I get from that, it's, it's amazing. Awesome, yeah, yeah love it. Sometimes we send out 
sometimes I see 40 and 50 of them a day. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Every time my house and I have people that I'll, I'll meet them. I've never mm-hmm. met them before. And like, yo, you're Blake. I get your emails all the time. So I put a house <laughs> on the market. There you are. Yeah. I sell a house. There you are. <laughs> that's perfect. Yeah. I love that. I love that. That's, that is uh, one of my, that's the only out of the box form of marketing that I do. And it mm-hmm. works really well. Nice. Love to hear that. And, I, and another thing that I do is I never say no um, to the opportunity to be a part of an event. Um, last week, um, Bree Karate, Karate Engineering, they have kids at the Lakewood Ranch Preparatory Academy. Mm-hmm. And she sees me making videos of me cooking for my guys on my big flat top grill. And she's like, hey, would you want to come out and cook for them? I was like, absolutely. Cool. So me and my two sons, we went out there flipping burgers and everything like that. And mm-hmm. And just put up a little sign, you know, I mean, nice. if, if, if people don't know who I am or, even, mm-hmm. you know, at least out of the corner of the eye, they saw sunshine movers and then they may move a year or right. two down the road and mm-hmm. they'll come up. So, right. but so we never, we never say no to events and things like that. And that's, that's, it's not just the, the fact that it's marketing. It's just good to give back to the community. And I feel very, very, very strongly about giving back to the community. I mean, I, I own a company that. We, we work for them. We, we do mm-hmm. work. We, we profit. We, you know, we are a part of the community. So every chance I have to give back, I do. Mm-hmm. Whatever I can do. Love that. And something that's cool about the move, moving company in, in general is that we have a, a form that a lot of people don't have. We have these giant trucks. <laughs> yeah. So like we've worked with people for doing it's donations and stuff like that. driving around, yeah. Yeah, we've done some stuff with people getting donations. Um, there is a, um, there is a, um, a big... Uh, can't think of the name of it off the top of my head. Oh, either way, um, they do a lot of stuff with kids with Down syndrome and stuff like I that. Mm-hmm. Um, they house them and things. And every once in a while, people will donate stuff to them. Um, tandem mm-hmm. bicycles, um, house full of furniture, things like this. Mm-hmm. And we'll always do it for free. That's awesome. We just go get it and bring it over there. Nice. No questions asked. Uh, there was a video where we dropped off that tandem bicycle and a couple of the kids got on it and were riding it. And I saw the video of it because I wasn't there. It was one of my yeah, guys. Yeah. And it was just like the smiles. So that's good stuff. <laughs> yeah, that is great. So what does the marketing team or person look like right now? Is it kind of solely yourself or do you have um, some help? Or It is me with my third party uh, people that I use. I got my yeah. video people. I've got my print, uh, my design, um, mm-hmm. the woman who does the designs and stuff like for my flyers. Um, and then I have my, my print uh, shop that's right up the road and between all these people that I work with um, I'm very lucky to have them mm-hmm. because they do make things possible that I don't see other company owners having that capability without those right. type of people nice uh, and it is important the branding and stuff like that for whoever's designing it because mm-hmm. I've, I've worked with many designers and some of them just don't get it yeah they just don't get it and you get one you get one that works pay whatever it costs take care of them um because that branding that consistency throughout it's mm-hmm. it's important who who do you have helping in operations or are you taking? I have an operations manager thank god yeah oh my yeah yeah the moment i hired an operations manager <laughs> everything was lifted mm-hmm. he's amazing i tell him all the time too I, mm-hmm. I and and the guys love him i was just talking to my guys yesterday and they were talking again about how great he is having an operations manager take all that off of me it allows me to focus on other things in the business you don't right. realize it but you may only spend let's call it it's just to throw a number out there you may only spend five hours a week doing this thing mm-hmm. but you don't realize there's other it's still consuming other parts of your time of your mind right, for portions right. of time mm-hmm. so when you take that all out completely and you're able to focus it's 
things happen. Mm -hmm. And that's what's happening right now. Well, some, some entrepreneurs kind of struggle with trying to figure out at what point they should take that risk of hiring an operations manager. Was that an easy decision that for you no. to come to or not at all? Yeah, not at all. So it was, was a, a little uncomfortable one. at first. Yeah. And we've, we've taken a whack out of it, like hiring in, inside, like mm -hmm. trying to find somebody that's a, um, you know, a mover and bring them in as an operations manager. It didn't really work out. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I, uh, when I found this, my operations manager that I have now, um, his background, nothing in moving whatsoever. Hmm. Um, but he worked for a long time at a company as an operations manager. It was like a machine shop. Mm -hmm. And I met him. He seemed like a guy that would get along because that was part of it, too. We wanted to find yeah, somebody really culturally a good fit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he hit the ground running. I couldn't believe it. I had some processes that I had written down yeah. that weren't in, in effect. Yeah. And I just showed it to him. I was like, hey, check this out. This is what I want to do eventually. Two weeks later, I'm asking him a question about something. And he's like, oh, yeah, we're doing that. I'm like, no. <laughs> he's like, yeah, we're doing that. Wow. Mm -hmm. It's just amazing the things that he puts together. Mm -hmm. um, I'm actually... I'm, I'm very proud of this idea. I'm hiring a business coach nice. for him mm -hmm. and for uh, my sales manager, mm -hmm. uh, basically like my general manager, the woman who's been with us, the first, my first office hire. She's amazing. She's made everything possible. Uh, but I'm, I'm getting a uh, business coach for the both of them. Somebody Excellent. here in town that I've used in the past mm -hmm. uh, because the way I see it, you know, processes, things like that. I'm the process builder. I'm the mm -hmm. architect. I'm the one that's putting things together for them. Mm -hmm. But now there's a bit of a distance between me and the managers. Right. So for me to create processes, it's, it's, it's tough. So mm -hmm. I thought about it. I was like, they, they need to look at this as a process. They need right. to look at how do I turn this into a process? Sure. Mm -hmm. And I remember my office manager, this is funny. She had one, one computer screen and I was like, you got to have two and three computer screens because I had just done it. I was like, this is amazing. She's like, I don't need two or three computer screens. I'm like, yes, you do. Yeah. yeah. So I gave her, I, I set her up with two or three computer screens and like a couple of days later I came in the office and she's like, oh my God, this is amazing. I had no idea. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I was trying to tell you. That's the way I'm looking at her when she gets the business coach mm -hmm. because she doesn't, uh, she doesn't understand like the processes and how things can get just so much easier. But I think once she starts to work with a business coach, she's right. going to have one of those aha moments like she did when that second and third computer mm -hmm. screen showed mm -hmm. up. That's what I'm hoping for anyways. That's uh, that's really interesting to me. And what I'm, what I'm curious about, maybe what I think would be useful for other people that, that haven't quite gotten to the same type of level in business that you have by now is that, you know, you, you started out as, as a guy with the truck with, with the, you know, a couple pals or whatnot. So when and how did you make a transition from being like the early stage entrepreneur to starting to look at like the, the hierarchy of who's in the organization and the, or, you know, the org chart and figuring out how to, you know, structure all of those things that, did you have to study that at some point or was no, it just I kind of intuitive any, to you or no studying whatsoever? <laughs> um, it, it just, things fell into place. Hmm. Um, at, at one point I was just too busy. Um, I was just too busy doing too many different things. And it was time. It was time that we hire somebody. Mm -hmm. We actually, when we hired Laura, that's the woman I'm talking about. That's amazing. My, my, our first office hire. Uh, when I hired Laura, 
we didn't even know what she was going to be doing. Yeah. I, like we joke about it sometimes. We had her driving around with me and doing estimates and stuff and then taking the phone. And um, I didn't realize like what she would be doing. I just knew I needed help. Yeah, and yeah. then one day uh, she grabbed the phone and, and answered the phone and I heard it and she just kept doing it and kept doing it. And mm. it was like that was the calling. And then that was what she did full time was just basically mm. taking, taking and making calls from new customers. Yeah. And then again, we got busy and we needed to hire somebody else and we did. And mm-hmm. now that person's taking calls. Well, now we have three people taking calls and now Laura just she basically observes everything and makes sure that everything is going as it should because fires are we cannot deal with fires sure, not when you're yeah. moving it, right right you imagine movers not showing up or right. something exactly you can't yeah. have them so um but it all just kind of fell into place we mm-hmm. didn't we didn't um we didn't study anything we didn't really plan for anything but that's where I am now now we are planning now we see what we've done in the past and what needs to be done in the future and now those plans of like what does our next three employees look like we yeah. have that written down we know what we mm-hmm. want um, but starting out no <laughs> not at all just figuring it out as I went along yeah that's 100%. amazing that you had that great of intuition to just be able to kind of navigate those those early times and that's where a lot of people get hung up I think um, a big a big piece that made that easy is I discovered a CRM uh, customer relationship management mm-hmm. basically um, you know it's your 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 program that you use and call comes in mm-hmm. you log the information you book mm-hmm. the moves all that stuff um, we, we got in with a really good CRM um, that was just starting out so we were with them from the beginning days and it really just it, it took things that didn't have a process and put it into a process. Yeah. Um, and that that's that actually contributed a lot to our growth is just having those processes put in front of us. Mm. Um, another thing, too, uh, a few years back when I hired a business coach for my first time, um, I was introduced to Google Documents. Had no yeah, clue what yeah. they were. Yeah. And I never forget. I still have my very first Google Document. <laughs> and it was just ideas running and running and running and mm-hmm. running and running. Because I used to have all kinds of crazy ideas. I had so many ideas. <laughs> and it would be so hard to determine what's the good one and what's the one yeah. that you just leave alone. Yeah. Get away from it. Uh, so I'd write everything down. I'd write it. Because when you're thinking about when you're coming up with ideas and you're brainstorming, you might think of something that's really good. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you think of something that didn't sound good. But if you type it out, you can come back to it later on. Right. And that's what I, I did a lot of. Um, and then we would, my business coach she would she would share on it um, she was able to see it and she'd come in and she'd take some of my ideas and and, and throw some of hers out there or um, break things down for me in a different way but google documents um, that's what helped us grow a lot because I was able to document processes and things like that. Mm-hmm. And now we have things like Trello board and all these other fun things <laughs> that we use. But for me, not knowing any of these things, Google documents, the fact that I could write out notes and share it with people and then they can write in notes in there, right, like right. a piece of paper and a pencil was obsolete to me at that point. Right. Google yeah. documents. Yeah. That <laughs> helps a lot to like collaborate, be searchable, yeah. all that sort of thing. Well, you know, one of the things that we are, are constantly encouraging our realtors to participate in is to use their CRM. And I'm so glad that that was an unsolicited little <laughs> word of advice that you just gave everybody because uh, it's it's mission critical. And, you, you know, if you don't have your customers managed properly and have systems for, you know, keeping people warm and engaged, you know, you, you're really just expending a lot of unnecessary energy. I, uh, I don't know how we would ever grow without our CRM. I mean, it to fill in one equation 
to drop one piece of data and it fill in the rest of the equations that are necessary. Mm -hmm. For I, I'm not sure what, what yours would look like, but for us, we have things like payroll for the employees, hours to keep track of, customers' build time, mm -hmm. materials that we are selling the customer, the materials that we already brought out to the, mm -hmm. all these things to try to keep track of all these things. Yeah. We have it all in one. Yeah. You, you do something here, it's across the board. Nice. When they finish the job, the hours to the customer build, the, the guys, um, their, their, their payroll hours are all accounted for, super simple. Mm -hmm. And then we just build processes around that where uh, a person, a human, has to go in and do certain little things. Mm -hmm. But yeah, the, the process that came out of that were <laughs> like, I couldn't have, definitely, I couldn't see how companies operated 30 years ago without yeah, these types of tools. That's true, actually. It's it's pretty amazing to think of uh, what past businesses did with such limited technology and also what's, what it's amazing to think of what's possible now. And yeah. I do see, because um, I, I work with, this is another thing that we can talk about too, but I work with a lot of moving companies, um, bigger than me, smaller than me, and we see what works, what doesn't work, we mm -hmm. trade information. Um, and one thing I've seen is companies that really dial in on um, like programs and software and technology mm -hmm. and find ways to use it for their business because there's so much stuff out there and it does it there's a lot of learning curves when you try to adapt I remember Trello mm -hmm. I, I was looking at this like what and then you know about I don't know 10 days later after playing with it I was like oh my gosh this is amazing <laughs> um, but you really got to dive in and, and, and play with the softwares uh, the technology and see what works for you because it can really 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 help um, it, for marketing for um, anything yeah. It, it takes certain things that might take you two hours and be done in 30 minutes. Yeah, absolutely. Or have something that's already happening automatically and you don't have to do it anymore. Right. You know, so mm -hmm. I do know that software and, and, and all that stuff, it's a big piece of our growth. And it's probably something I don't spend enough time is, is diving into more of them. Yeah, it is, I don't know. Like, I think you're at a different curve. level. <laughs> I don't think it's necessarily your job to understand all the software, but um, I'd be curious to know when, when did you decide to get a business coach? About how long ago was that for you? Ooh, um, processes. So um, processes, when I was talking to other moving company owners, um, and that's another thing I want to talk about, but mm -hmm. um, I was talking to another uh, moving company owner and I was learning about processes and mm -hmm. procedures and the importance of them. And that's when I tried to like take a whack at like coming up with a process or a procedure. And um, there's a there's a coaching team here in town, uh, pretty well known, um, uh, performance excellence, Tammy Dom mm -hmm. and her husband. And um, I reached out through one of them. I said, hey, looking for somebody that can help me with processes. And then I started working with Tammy and she About just how wrote, long ago was this? That was. Um, Man, four, four years, five years, three, four. Okay. I, I'm, I, I think it's close, four years, give right. or take. It's mm -hmm. hard to track sometimes, but <laughs> I would say about four years ago, uh, I started working with them. Um, yeah, night and day difference. Somebody turned the light switch on. Yeah. You know? That's a great testament to what they were able to accomplish because, uh, again, you know, I, I think it takes a lot of wisdom to have recognized the need and then and the foresight to, to foot the bill for hiring a coach. Because, oh, I think yeah. coaching is, is important and you, you got to take a shot at it. And it, if, if maybe you work with one, because it's not just business coaches, there's life mm -hmm. coaches. There's, sure. And this is life changing stuff that they pour mm -hmm. into you. I, I've, got a, I've got a life coach that I work with now. 
um, that's not them. I'm mm -hmm. actually hiring them for my employees, but I have one extremely expensive. I'm still wondering if I paid too much. Um, <laughs> uh, and I'll just put it out there. It's $10,000 a month, yeah. for this life coach. Mm -hmm. And um, But he's given me some stuff. He's actually the one who pushed me to buy the house. Fantastic. Um, yeah, he, he's feeding me so many little nuggets. And, and I was already looking for a house. I was already talking to Michelle mm -hmm. about a house. Mm -hmm. But when he said, you know, as long as you wait to buy that house, you're going to have that thing that you're working for. And once you get that thing that you're working for, you can begin working for something else mm. to that next thing that you mm. want or mm -hmm. need in life. And that made sense to me. Mm -hmm. And then he said, when you're looking for these houses, because I was telling him about the different houses I was looking at, he said, you want things around you that are going to give you energy, that are going to make you feel good. And it, he made a lot of sense to me because I know that when I'm feeling good, sure. it just, it pours out. There's all kinds of good things happening and it goes right into the people around me. They can feel the energy. That's just a good vibe, mm -hmm. especially me as the business owner. Mm -hmm. And it, on the contrary, if I come in in a bad mood, this is the yeah. direct opposite. Right. So things like the house that you live in or the people that you surround yourself with, the dieting and exercising, of course, mm -hmm. all these things are important to the result. Of if course. you want to be successful, mm -hmm. you need these things, these things that give you energy. And that house, because yeah. I told him when I, because I kind of took what I was talking to him about and the house that, that I bought with Michelle's help, it's full of life. The windows are facing the, 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 the green landscapes. We've got kids everywhere. Um, it's just a really nice family house. Awesome. Like it's a good feel. And it's, you know, they got a lot of these houses that no trim, no nothing, more of a, a box kind of thing. You know, yeah. a lot of these common houses. This house has got all the trims. It's got all the, the paint colors are just perfect. Nice. Like the flooring is, it's just, it's different. And there's a lot of life around the house and it feels good. Yeah. And that's why I bought that house. That's Because it cool. gives me the energy that I need when I wake up, I feel mm -hmm. good. Mm -hmm. I've got my own office with my, my built-ins in there. Yeah. That is amazing stuff. <laughs> so I spend more time in that office than anywhere else in that house. I just sit in yeah. there. Well, uh, I, I love to hear that. And, and it, it really can't be, I guess, uh, overstated the value of what a good coach can do for your life. And, um, because as, as you mentioned, I mean, energy is everything. And you know, if you're, if you're frustrated and upset, it doesn't matter how much money is in the bank, how many people love you, how much success you've had, your life is, is frustrated, you know? So, yeah, you, know, you, got, you don't, you don't see, you don't see what you don't see. And mm -hmm. sometimes that coach will, will open your eyes up. Mm -hmm. And like I said, there's business coaches, life coaches, a process coaches, mm -hmm. all different types of, th it, they're out there, mm -hmm. you know, and a lot of people don't, just all you have to do is look them up. Yeah. Give them a call. They right. want to talk to you. I promise you that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, look at the, all of the great athletes. They still have coaches. Michael Jordan had a coach. LeBron has Isn't a coach. That something? Yeah. You've got these people that Tiger are the number, the number one athlete, number one in his <laughs> class. And he still has somebody helping mm -hmm. teach him and things like that. Mm-hmm. It's a, it is important. Well, um, kind of wrapping up here and, and we can kind of, if there's anything that comes to mind that we haven't covered, you'd like to throw out there by all means do so. But, um, but I, I definitely wanted to ask, I'm just curious, you know, what, what's next? What's the, the vision for the future of your company? We are just hanging on at this point. We don't know what we want to do yet. Mm -hmm. Um, and like I said, I just want to keep taking care of the customers that are in front of us and keep taking care of the guys. Uh, I know we want to purchase a warehouse. Um, 
that's that's a definite goal mm-hmm. i want i have this vision of this perfect office with these glass cubicle windows and this <laughs> and our signage on the walls yeah yeah uh, but it's tough down here the with the real estate the cost of it's just but that's that's definitely i would call that a five-year goal mm-hmm. um for, to, for us to be able to purchase a warehouse mm-hmm. that was another reason why i purchased the house you gotta, you gotta, you can't rent a house and purchase a warehouse. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you gotta, you gotta knock one out and then the other. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are looking uh, at at some growth um, opportunities. I'd love to have some some semi trucks. Right now we only have twenty six foot trucks. I'd love to have some semi trucks and a warehouse. And um, like I said, I I work with other moving company owners. Um, that's one of the. There's a few things that I'm very proud of. One's my moving company, one's my family. Sure. And the other is uh, this this organization that I've put together for moving company owners. Hmm. Um, it started off as a small idea and it grew and it grew. We have a thousand moving company owners that are part of this group. Um, some out of the United That's States. Incredible. And we actually get together and we have like, um, uh, what do you call it? Like power meetings. Mm-hmm. Um, so we actually have Mas- one. Mastermind. Mastermind. Yeah. That's yeah, the word. Yeah. We actually have one um, coming up next week. We're going to Tampa. Uh, Fantastic. They've got a, like a, a very nice house. I, I guess it's a more like a mansion uh, right on the water. Uh, we're going to have a couple boats out there and we're going to have powwows. Sounds uh, brilliant. The ones that we've done in the past have a private chef. Um, and then we sit down and we brainstorm. We, they, you know, set up like um, P&Ls and stuff and go over. And, so, and you've completely created this organization yourself? So or? I created the, um, the group for moving company owners. And now what's happened is lots of relationships have broken off of that and stemmed mm-hmm. from this. And uh, my good friend, um, Wade, who is the owner of Two College Brothers in Tampa, and my good friend, Chad, who is the owner of a moving company down in Venice, uh, Master Movers, um, they're the ones who put together these masterminds. Mm. And um, so they're pretty cool. Um, you get all these moving company owners. They they basically fly down here from out of state, and mm-hmm. you know we sit there in powwow. It's a vacation, but it's mm-hmm. it's totally and it's That's productive yeah mm-hmm. big time big time so we got one coming up here in um next couple of weeks um, but that's been a big contribution to my success mm-hmm. it's interesting because and i'll try to be, be quick here but no, it's all uh, good it's interesting because when before i ever started this and talked to other moving company owners i thought i was on top of the hill like three trucks four trucks i thought i was on top of the hill next thing i know i'm i'm becoming friends with people that have 30 40 50 trucks mm-hmm. multiple locations and all of a sudden i drop down to the bottom of the hill right and it basically it 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 allowed me to see like okay it can get way bigger than this Mm -hmm. way bigger than this right and now i have people i can talk to and confide in and it's interesting because a lot of other industries you won't see that you won't see people share information with each other Mm -hmm. and uh, we do and it works really well for us that's great sometimes it can get a little tough i am very competitive in my head (laughs) so sometimes i'm looking at a company that's that's growing faster than me or something like this and it's like ooh, what are they doing differently than me yeah yeah. that's where that business coach had to tell me he's like no that's not how you look at it buddy don't even have to step back i was like all right (laughs) but Mm -hmm. yeah there's i mean any entrepreneur typically has a competitive streak in the and, and there are 
productive ways that you can use that to fuel your progress. But, it can hurt. But there are other ways that it, uh, there, there's a point of diminishing returns for sure. It can hurt. I've, I've been caught. I've, I've had times and I had to like snap out of it. But again, and I know that. I know that I shouldn't mm-hmm. be looking at it like that. But then I have a business coach that actually tells it to me in my right, face. Right. In a different, at a different angle, at a different light. And then it makes yeah. more sense that way. Yeah. Well, that's the thing about a coach. I mean, they're, they're generally not sharing, you know, like information you've never heard before. They just get, they build a relationship with you and know what buttons to push at the right time to incite certain, you know, changes in performance or thought processes or, you know, yeah. things like that. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Anything else come to mind that we haven't covered? Or? That's it. I think we got a lot. <laughs> well, I certainly appreciate you spending some time to share your story with us. I think it's an incredible story. And I'm happy to hear that you're recognizing your role as a leader because it sounds like you're making great ripples for the people that are involved in your organization. And I know that our realtors and, and many other realtors in the local community are really enjoying the service that you provide and are happy to confidently uh, con- confidently recommend your service to their customers, which is a big deal. So I wish you the very best on your entrepreneurial journey, my man. I hope that things keep going the right direction. And uh, with the help and the team that you have, I I have no no doubt that they will. I certainly appreciate that. (laughs) And I appreciate you having me out here. And as I said, um, anybody working with Preferred Shore, uh, we do everything we can to take care of their clients. And we do offer um, certain incentives for those clients because we like to make it a package deal. We want to make your realtors look like the hero at the end of the day. We want them to go back and say, thank you so much for referring this company to me. Because of you, I got that. What a package deal. And then it just makes everybody look good. Love it. That's my goal. Fantastic.